You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Hold one, arm drag. Don't tell me, bye to another episode of Hit the Books, the only realistic fantasy booking podcast in the universe. I am, as always, Ryan Knightsey. It would be weird if I wasn't. And with me, as always, it would be weird if he wasn't. The microphone, Mikey Manfredi. Mikey, how are you doing, my bud? Ah, uh, yes, a callback to a few episodes ago. Did I already use that one? Yeah, remember we had, we had the whole bit where my, my name was Microphone? And not Mikey. Oh well, that was that was that was Mikey Microphone Man Freddy. This is the microphone, so there's a distinct, obvious difference. Gotcha. That I planned since day two. Gotcha. Because I'm late at coming up with good ideas, <laughs> as you can tell with the show. <laughs> but how, how are you doing, Mikey? Uh, we're coming back off of the the heels of No Mercy. Oh yeah. So, uh, so coming off of a card, how you feeling? How do you how you feeling with what a day out from that episode? I'm feeling good, uh, and I think No Mercy was a good pay per view. I think we did some good stuff. Uh, we had some pretty big matches, uh, and I thought it was good all around. What was your most exciting moment out of No Mercy? <sighs> there was a lot. Uh, I think it was. It had to be Kofi winning, right? For like Kofi winning the WWE Championship. Uh, that big Ruby Riot bump, that put her out on the on the shelf for twenty three weeks. So rough. Uh, <laughs> God. Roman losing was a big one. Yeah, that, honestly, thinking about that one, I was, I really reflecting on it. it was like that actually was a really cool angle because mm-hmm. it because it implies that the pure Daniel Bryan as the mastermind is like was steps ahead. Yeah, he was um, ready for Roman. He was ready for the Usos. He was ready for the Usos. He was ready for Roman. Donna, Donna, We've we've been singing that nonstop as we are prepping today's show. It's it's rough, guys. I need I need to escape from this hell that is Roman Reigns' theme song. And by we, I mean just me. It was just me <laughs> singing this theme over every. Like you would be talking in midway of conversation, I'll just be like ba da ba da ba ba. ba. It's the perfect. Bad it's the perfect out. interruptor. Um, speaking of uh, non uh, bad, out, bad, I had nothing, so I'm going to transition myself out of it. Uh, a couple things we got to talk about on the dock today before we get to uh, uh, our, our main card, Mikey. We got a little bit of a pre-show to talk about. Yeah, a little bit. And what what that is is um, a couple real life things that affect our. Uh, hit the books universe yeah first in the docket officially announced we heard rumor of it but it's been officially announced into the universe is the wwe draft coming back from 2016 to 2019 it only worked for three years uh so good on you i guess yeah uh, but the draft is coming back mikey thoughts on the draft uh i'm excited uh i like the draft i always have uh it's just an exciting time where everyone gets to pick what superstars they want and it's cool to see the new angles we can get out of it with different superstars going to different brands Mm -hmm. Uh, to be honest like the the 2016 draft is what brought me back into wrestling yeah uh yeah i i stopped watching i don't know when but like it was i felt like past the summer of punk past everyone had their break I actually remember. I remember exactly, not not a distinct pay per view or event or anything, but it was as the Shield was debuting, is when I stopped watching. Yeah, not it's. I should be clear. It's not because of the Shield. It's just like I was like waning interest, and the and for some reason the Shield didn't excite me. I was just like, okay, whatever, and just stopped watching. 
Is that why I missed all of the shield run? I missed all of it. I had no nostalgia for it. I missed all of it. Yeah. I I got the key points with Seth Rollins hitting Roman with a chair. <clears throat> no, Dean with a chair? I don't know. Who no, cares? it was Roman. He hit Roman first. <laughs> he shot Han first. Uh uh, so we got the draft coming back, which means that, of course, the draft will presumably be happening with us, Mikey. Mm-hmm. I feel like we got to be doing that draft. Yeah. Like I a NASCAR so racer. Like a NASCAR racer. We got to be doing a draft, um, which is exciting. I So we did a draft, obviously, in our like, episode zero preview, which I had loads of fun, and I'm actually honestly really excited to do it again. It was a really good time. Uh, I'm really excited for it. Yes, we and of course we don't know how yet the draft will be structured. This draft, I have a feeling it's going to be more of like a shakeup than a draft. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, obviously, with as news comes out, we'll be able to adjust and go from there. I hope it's like last one because we had the perfect system last time of dice rolling and the randomizer of like it picking the first five, one of the first five. Yeah, on the list. What good memories. Remember remember when you wanted the New Day? And then immediately lost the New Day? <laughs> Didn't that happen like, with a couple other people? Uh, I think so, but that that was bound to happen. <laughs> Just, you, can't, you can't hope for anything with the randomizer. <laughs> the, nope. mi- moment, the moment the randomizer hears you have hope in your heart, it, it takes will crush it away. It. It's what it does. It's what it does best. Uh, moving it on to another smell, point. It could smell your fear. It can smell your fear, hope, and dream. Um, moving on to another topic point. Uh, we have the chance to use, officially, a wrestler, Mikey. Uh, officially a wrestler. After the Clash of Champions pay-per-view, uh, Harper showed up. Uh, so Whoa. That means he is no longer in the Phantom Zone. He is now being able to be used on the roster, which means since he's on our brand, we could use him. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I guess we can kind of make decision if he is on her on a brand. Of course, you know, you can make the argument that he could just pop up on Raw. Mm-hmm. Um, so we could use him with the draft coming up. I have no idea how we would use him in any of our storylines right now. Yeah, especially with uh, because we're not sure who we're going to be keeping. Yeah, I would. I would. I love Harper. I think he's an amazing wrestler. I think he has an amazing, like untapped star power yet i really i was so upset that all that stuff happened and we weren't going to use him for this entire time after wrestlemania yeah i was like oh i, I was gonna get the whole intercontinental title picture around him that was my gonna be my pitch you know him involved of all this stuff you know match against mysterio against ricochet oh my gosh braun Strowman could have been great and then harper did nothing womp womp but he's back. He's official. So he's on our roster. Of course, he may be leaving us when the draft happens in two, three weeks. Bummer. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, and the third thing, Mikey, which uh, we need to talk about outside the pod, but I want to address it now a little bit, is, of course, SmackDown Live is moving to Fridays on Fox. We've talked about it before. Um, what What do you think we should do? <laughs> We we should probably have this conversation. So just we'll peel back the curtain. Do you have any thoughts? Should we move to Friday? Um, I don't see why not. But I don't know. Should we? I don't know. I I kind of like our Tuesday spots. I know Tuesday's kind of nice because it's it's tough because it it mess you know it messes with that programming. Uh, if we move into a Friday, mm-hmm. um, with the pros to moving to a Friday. We would have to, so if we move to Friday, uh, Excite Meter comes out Thursday, Booking Meter comes out Saturday, mm-hmm. and then we can record on Monday. Okay, that's not bad. That's not terrible. That's not. That doesn't sound too terrible. Is that? Is there any issue with any of that stuff? Not that I'm seeing. Uh, maybe unless like work pops up, but otherwise. Well, yeah, but then we have like Tuesday, you know, the rest of the week sort of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, if we have a pay per view, then the episode comes out on Friday. Booking meter comes out Saturday. Pay per view episode comes out Sunday. Mm-hmm. Booking meter for that comes out Monday. 
and we would have to record two episodes beforehand or something like that. I don't look at a calendar, but <laughs> it, honestly, thinking about it, it might be easier yeah. in terms of like scheduling and doing things. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's tough. I don't know. Uh, but you like Tuesdays. Why do you like Tuesdays? I don't know. It just seems to work out. I like. I just like. Tuesdays, uh, it works best. It works best for both of us, I think. Uh, we get. I don't know. Just how it's working for my schedule is great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you, but it's working great for me, and I really like Tuesdays. I mean, also, I don't. It, it feels weird to change it because I feel like everyone that's listening has gotten used to Tuesdays by now. Maybe that's a poll. Maybe that's a poll we run up. Yeah, maybe. On, on, on the Twitter sphere, asking, like, should we move to Fridays, release episodes on Fridays with Fox? <laughs> uh, hey, thank, oh, yeah, thanks, thanks for the pickup, Fox. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've been, we, <laughs> we got picked up by Fox. Um, it's pretty cool, guys. I got to say, it's, you know, we weren't expecting it. Um, it should be said by Fox, we mean that, like, we put we duct tape up a uh, iPhone to a, a furry animal. Uh, it's just running around like with it on speaker and just on a loop playing the latest episode. <laughs> that would be a wild way to spread the word, but hey, whatever works, hey, right? It's called. It. I mean, it, I would call it guerrilla marketing, but I think it, honestly, it's Fox marketing. <laughs> uh, and on that note, let's get to the show. <laughs> Let's get to the show that we all know and love, which is us. Yeah, let's jump right into it. Talking about what happens on our return home show from No Mercy for this episode of SmackDown Live. Um, this is, of course, um, uh, we got a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff to do. If you want to make sure to listen to the latest episode of No Mercy to get a lot of those pay per view results, so you can hear all that stuff before we get into it, because obviously, spoiler territory all the time, I guess, is in play. Always, 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 always. <laughs> a constant it's spoiler territory but then we also reveal it on twitter if you follow us on at hit the books pod those booking yeah. polls so uh, if, you, if you want spoilers follow us on twitter if you don't want spoilers follow us on twitter but like mute us <laughs> 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 so let's start off mikey let's start off talking about this follow us on twitter but mute us <laughs> <laughs> there we go perfect you got it you done did it let's start off mikey yeah, let's do it. All right, first up, we got the show opener. New Day open up SmackDown Live, celebrating Kofi Kingston's WWE Championship victory. Spoiler! Loons. Mikey, how dare you? Sorry. God, I this is how the show muted works, on Ryan. Twitter for months This is now. how the show works, Ryan. Uh, just finish the goddamn they sentence. <laughs> they celebrate Kofi's WWE Championship victory with balloons, pancakes, Kofi's children are in the ring. His whole family's there. It's a, it's, it's a great... It's a great fun time. I'm going to interrupt you real uh, quick, and I'm going to resent you adding Kofi's children. I wrote specifically children. Vague, <laughs> random children are in the ring. <laughs> Who they, whose parents they are? No clue. But they're there. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Pete Dunne and Drew McIntyre interrupt the party, of course, because, you know, in WWE, nobody can ever have a fun party without the heels interrupting. Dunne says he wants a rematch for his title. McIntyre steps in, however, and stops Pete Dunne and says, I never actually lost my title, and I want a shot at it. Pete Dunne, you lost at no mercy, therefore, in my eyes, you're in the back of the line. The two stare each other down. There's a little bit of heat there. Kofi says that he loves this tension, and then Woods pulls out his cell phone and does his best Michael Cole anonymous GM impression (laughs) and says he got a text from Paige who says that she has just made a number one contenders match between Drew McIntyre and Pete Dunne for tonight. I love it. I, I love it. There's We already got some tension for McIntyre Dunne. I love a classic callback from Woods. I like to think, obviously, that was probably improv by Woods himself. Definitely. Even though we wrote it. <laughs> Even though we wrote it. But I like to think Woods would have come up with that. Um a weird way to announce the match, but I think it's a perfect callback spot. I agree. For a New Day type. Plus, big match. Pete Dunn-McIntyre. 
Oh yeah. Uh, excited to see what happens. Well, excited to see what we decide in that match. I guess. Huge implications. Huge implications, uh, and sh- we should be saying, um, "What is that title match? What would that title match take place, Mikey?" It would take place at TLC, probably. No, incorrect, Mikey. How dare oh, you? It's like damn. you don't even remember. In two weeks is the twentieth anniversary of SmackDown Live. Damn, I tried. You're you failed. You're you're. I'm cutting you. Uh, goodbye, everybody. It's been a good run with the show. Ryan's gonna be doing it on his own from now on. I'm just gonna have algorithms <laughs> booking everything for me. It's just I mean, I, it's gonna be me doing playing WWE Universe mode, but simulating all the matches <laughs> and being like, that's fine. Mikey, do you not like this bit? You, you don't seem to be joining me on this bit, Mikey. Mikey, I know exactly what to do to make you uh, uh, laugh at my jokes. I'm just going to keep going. Ali versus... Mikey, are you there? Are you still? Are you no selling me? This is a podcast that involves talking, and you're no selling the talking. Okay, I thought I got well, I fired. Guess... I'm sorry. I was <laughs> I was packing up my desk. Okay, fine. Well, then I'm sorry. Well, then put empty out your desk. I'll I'll talk about this matchup. Can you empty out your desk? You're rehired. Okay, thank goodness. I well, really we can't spend the job. money for your. We can't pay that much money for your severance. So thank goodness, I really needed this job. <laughs> it's cheaper to hire you. <laughs> Next match is Ali versus Andrade. And what is basically a no mercy rematch. Uh, Mikey and I have, have this, uh, decided uh, whether or not this is a rematch for the Intercontinental Championship. But at the very least, we're having the match Andrade versus Ali. So, Mikey, uh, we got to decide who wins this match. Uh, and also, I guess, if it's an Intercontinental title match to begin with. So, thoughts? What do so- you think? My thoughts are if it's not and Ali wins, he's definitely first in line. He yeah, definitely gets a rematch. Another pinfall victory. Uh he definitely gets a rematch against Andrade. Uh however if it is, I think Andrade wins and retains and then we get a new challenger. But I don't want a new challenger yet because the draft coming up, so it's gonna be kind of a mess. Yeah. We could also we could do an intercontinental intercontinental title match at uh the twentieth anniversary in two weeks. That's true. But it's also build for two weeks we could just do a god dang so if if we only have two weeks for so if we want to do that and we only have two weeks for a build that it would make sense for this not to be a title match and ali to win because we already have the build there they've already been feuding mm-hmm. and we can just keep it going till the 20th anniversary and then we can have another title match there i was going to suggest we do a, a big squash of a i don't know a battle royal for the intercontinental championship why not let's Buck throw wild. in everybody it's a let's championship in... scramble match everyone we're bringing let's them back cesaro eric young Bring ali back the championship scramble harper rusev cruz ricochet braun Strowman, and then it's like basically because the draft is around the corner we basically choose which superstar we want to keep on our brand yep <laughs> Not to cheat the system or anything. Not not to game it or anything, gamify the system. But this is we're doing it. Um, well, we're not we're not sure we're doing that battle royal. But uh, this match, Ali Andrade. So yeah, I guess I guess part of it is what we would do moving forward if we're doing a title match or not at at twentieth anniversary. I mean, hmm, do we? We already have a big title match at twentieth anniversary. We don't have to. Mm-hmm. But do we want to? Do we want to? Maybe we do a lumberjack match of all the announced legends instead. <laughs> that and w- except for one legend, because he won't like the competitors in it in the ring. Heyo, um, <laughs> um, let's see. Ali versus Andrade. It really doesn't feel like Ali should get the win here. Yeah, you know, it really doesn't feel like he should. So we have an Andrade win. Yeah, maybe All Andrade right. win. All right, let's Does do that. Anything then. happen after the match? It really also doesn't feel like anything should happen after the match, knowing kind of what happens with the rest of this card. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we are. Maybe we should do a ba- big squash of a battle royal at twentieth anniversary. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So let's just. Are we sticking with Andrade? Uh yeah, I think so. 
Let's say some Vega tactics. Yeah, that sounds fine. And try to get the win. Let's move on. Yeah, let's keep keep going. Storm right on through. Next up, we got a backstage interview with Velveteen Dream, who says that Dream knows for a fact that he is the rightful winner of the match against King Ray from two weeks ago, where we had a little iffy of an ending. So to prove that he is the rightful winner, I, he challenges Ray to a match at the 20th anniversary of SmackDown Live, celebrating the past and the future of this brand. And to make sure the pinfalls count, let's make it a two out of three falls match to truly decide the best of SmackDown Live. Oh, two out of three falls match. 20th anniversary. Oh, oh yeah. We really got to make sure we show. know who wins this one. What's that? We really got to make sure we know who wins this one. Yeah, yeah. We really got to make it the uh, a clear distinction decision who to win a two yeah. out of three falls match. Make it definitive. Has there ever been a triple threat two out of three falls match? That's interesting. That could also go very wrong because what if everybody just gets one fall? Would it be three out of five falls? <laughs> Everybody gets one fall, and they're like, ah, oh, now it's a three out of five falls match. God dang it. That's not a tease or anything, folks. That's just... That's just, just we don't know what's going on. That's just my brain thinking. That's what it's like of my brain inside my mind. That's just we have no idea what's going on. No, it's it's a walnut just rattling inside. Okay, cool, awesome. Uh, Velveteen Dream calling Rey Mysterio for a match, two to three falls. Uh, a little peek behind the curtain. We were going to make this a TLC match, going to make this a, well, la- actually a tables match at TLC, mm-hmm. but uh, forgot that we got a draft, so there's not really anything we could really book for TLC because of this draft and its 20th anniversary we don't know show. Who, we don't know who we're going to be keeping. We don't, we're not sure. And then, oh my God, Mikey. <laughs> what? We have the 20th anniversary, then the draft, then one episode of SmackDown, and then the pay-per-view. Nice. Love it. Super fun. That's going to be an impossible task. Oh, my God. This. Oh, my God. I guess it's easier for WWE because how they scheduled it is that they have a pay-per-view right before the draft. And we, I did not know that any of that was going to happen, so I did not schedule it out properly. Mm-hmm. Unless we do TL- TLC in three weeks. I mean, I don't know, man. That's that's a, a conversation that you and I need to have at a later point, because that is an audible of a move. Yeah. Speaking of audible, um, we don't have a sponsorship. Uh, moving on to the next match, Natalia. Versus Dana Brooke Mikey. Do you think that joke was funny? <sighs> Natalia. Oh, you're still fired, apparently. <laughs> Mikey isn't laughing too hard at my jokes. So either they're not funny, which is obviously not true, or he thinks he's fired. So, Mikey, I just want to be sure you are rehired. So, I'm going to keep moving. Natalia versus Dana Brooke. Uh, this match will have, uh, as the purveyor of the women's division, still Natalia gets the win. Uh, I'm also going to say that uh, Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax are on commentary during this match and the sort of no selling on the questions about their disagreements as of late Mm -hmm. Uh, instead say that they deserve another fair shot at the title emphasis on fair Fair. Um, uh, even though they're they're the ones making it unfair but they're heels so you know that's what they do Natalia gets the win but following the match Natalia looks at Bliss and Jax raises her title then Shayna Baszler's music hits. She comes out and says that since coming to SmackDown Live, she has owned the women's division, and last night she proved that she now needs to own the SmackDown Live Women's Championship. And then Baszler goes for the attack. Natalia gets a quick dodge, but then Baszler nabs her and chokes her out into that Kirafuna clutch. Baszler picks up the title and raises it high above her head. Uh, as a quick sign, potential sign of the future. Interesting. I like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I a lot it. of stuff happened in that. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of things going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move on to the next thing. Why don't we? Yeah, let's do it. Next up is a backstage interview with who? Carmella. Carmella? Remember her? I do. I do. 
when 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 do you think was the last time we used Carmella, Mikey? Fourteen trillion years ago. That you wouldn't be wrong. Uh, I honestly can't think of a time. I think it probably was that Money in the Bank ladder match. Yeah, I think so. Or maybe the Stomping Grounds match. I don't quite remember because besides those two things, I got nothing for you. I don't. I, I who's Carmella? You may be asking. Uh, who, who the we're heck? Ask, we're asking that ourselves. She is on. She's being interviewed backstage. And she's asked what she thinks about the scope of the SmackDown Lines women roster. She says, you know, there's a lot of people in the roster that look great. Of course, you know, some people may be leaving to Raw. But no matter who stays, who shows up, no one will be as fabulous as her. Mm-hmm. Then Bianca Belair walks up, looks her, eyes her up and down, you know, that lowering the glasses thing, eyes her up and down laughs turns around you know as she turns around naturally her ponytail hair just like whips her um if carmella sells it or not that's on her uh but whips her in the process so a little little stuff between bianca and carmella okay i like that i like using i like using uh carmella again and using bianca belair again i feel like it feels feels like a natural fit yeah i agree uh, hopefully we get to keep both of them so I can continue this. I Yeah, me, me too, because that sounds like a good feud that could get definitely eyes on both of them. Mm-hmm. I might have to shotgun this match for next week. <laughs> <laughs> Quite honestly, it's just like, uh, I, don't, I don't think it's big enough for the 20th anniversary, and also we might lose both people, and I want to do it before I lose them. <laughs> um, so, okay, perfect. Uh, so that's that's what's happening. So Carmella, <laughs> this draft is terrifying, right? I I'm like uh, terrifyingly excited or excitedly terrified about this draft. I'm a, it, I, there's so much like the shakeup was fine because I was post WrestleMania, but because mm-hmm. of how we've scheduled our pay per views and everything, this draft makes it terrifying to do. Yeah, I agree. Maybe we have to change up TLC. I don't know. But then, and then it's like Survivor Series, but then it's a huge push after that. And oh my god, I don't know. We got to talk. We got to talk off mic about this stuff. <laughs> um, speaking of off mic, Mikey, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll book. We'll decide. We'll tell you about the rest of our return home show of SmackDown Live. We'll be right back. And we're back, Mikey. You said jump back right into it, and we're back into it. So Here we it's are. like you, it's more. You know what? You're promoted. I decided. <gasps> Yay! I, I'm not your boss, by the way. I'm like you know, I'm I'm like you know, if you were watching The Office, I'm Andy, and you're another salesperson. I've watched one singular episode of The Office. That's fine. Um, <laughs> I don't want to say Dwight or Jim because they all eventually get like jobs and stuff. So you're like. Uh, you're like, um, you're like Oscar and I'm Kevin. We're like the same level of person. I, okay. Good for the fans who will get that joke. Yes. We're like, it's barely a joke, but it's just like, we're the same level of person. I'm not like your boss. I'm just like, I don't know why I'm hiring or firing you. (laughs) Uh, well, I guess you could, I guess in theory, because we're the same level of person, you could hire and fire me. (gasps) Ryan, you're fired. What? Just kidding. You're rehired. I deleted all of my files just now. <laughs> and you're also promoted to the same level as back as I am. Wait, hold on. I got rehired at a lower position? <laughs> I don't know. You said we were at the same level. You're at the same level. Let me tell you what the, who the 24-7 champion is just to get out of this mess. <laughs> Speaking of mess, the 24-7 <laughs> champion this, this week. Uh, we haven't done the 24-7 champion in a while, but uh, here we are. 24-7 champion. Yeah, Let's decide. What whom it is is it still robert rude <laughs> i don't know and i'm about to find out i guess uh as it loads because my computer is running at a million my ram i, I have the old so i bought this computer freshman year of college 
So that was 2014. Ooh. It's a five-year-old laptop. Incredible. You know what else really, is incredible? Really putting his weight in. You know what else is incredible? Or should I say glorious? That's right. The former 24-7 champ retained Robert Roode is still Wow, Robert Roode is our definitely our longest reigning champion ever. Well, it should be said. We don't know if he lost it on Raw or something, but coming into SmackDown or leaving SmackDown, he is the 24-7 champion. That's buck wild. I cannot believe how long he's held this title. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got a pitch for you, so what we do. Here. Okay. I have lost track. I think this is the seventh inaugural Heath Slater 24-7 call-out. Something like that. He does it. I think we get the Robert Roode match. And I think in a very uh, uh, Dolph Ziggler Goldberg thing-esque, he continuously does the call-out over and over again. So like he loses real quickly, and then he does – or he doesn't lose quickly, but he loses in like five minutes – and okay. then, like, he does another call-out, and, like, Robert Roode just wins and pins him again. And okay. And just do something like that. And then, like, during, like, let's say the ninth call-out, uh, someone runs out and pins Robert Roode to win the 24-7 title. That's – yes. <laughs> someone else. <laughs> he just fails three times in a row. And then – But Robert Roode keeps winning it back. Yes, yeah, so he wins it back on social media or whatever. The question is, who wins it tonight? I don't know, man. That's a tough one. Uh, what, about, what about Rusev? Interesting. Dude, Rusev, Eric Young. I don't want Cesaro anywhere near the 24-7 title. <laughs> uh, Braun Strowman. Okay. Which could be funny. Um, Ali, which, uh, you just challenge, he, oh, he also had a match, or Harper, or a tag team of some sort, or a women's division roster member, mm-hmm. the Iconics, Bold, Billy Kay pins Robert Roode, <laughs> okay, okay, actually, Billy Kay pins Robert, I like, that's kind of funny, actually, <laughs> I was like, thinking about it, it's actually kind of funny. I like the idea of just the Iconics coming in and stealing the title. Mm-hmm. I think just, just Heath Slater can't do it three times, and then, and then the Iconics come out, do it once, and win. I like that. Not even using the numbers game. They just, Billy Kay just runs up, rolls them up, and wins. <laughs> dunks on Robert Roode and dunks on Heath Slater. Perfect. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, Billy Kay. But then, of course, Robert Roode wins it back somehow. Of course, Billy of course. Kay has a brief stint as the 24-7 champion. <laughs> so congratulations to her. Way to go, uh, Billy. Let's keep moving. Let's yeah. keep moving and grooving. Just truck right into it. Speaking of grooving, <gasps> I'm, I'm knocking out of the park of these transitions. <laughs> Speaking of grooving, English and Elias come out to do a sing. <laughs> <laughs> do a sing I'm, I'm i'm reading it exactly how i wrote it they sing about how they are the greatest tag team in the world they could beat anyone on the roster heavy machinery come out and interrupt and say that english and elias are just losers who need to break the rules to win and wouldn't have a chance against anyone in a clean fight especially us the team that's blue collar solid it means we work hard for results and don't just take shortcuts to win very face thing by the heavy machinery Heavy Machinery oh, yeah. storm the ring and get face to face with English Elias and challenge them to another match. Oh, there we go! Another match of Heavy Machinery English Elias. When will that happen? Also, we don't know. Don't know. Uh, we don't know even if English and Elias accept the challenge yet. We'll find Fair. out next week. <laughs> Stay tuned for the Stay draft. Tuned. Yeah, <laughs> to change up everything. Okay, let's keep moving, grooving. Um, let's. Mikey, I don't have any transition. Uh, let's keep moving let's and keep, cruising. Let's keep moving and being demonic because next map we got a match of Apollo Cruz. We can, oh, the you, ring. Uh, you should have said we could. We have to. We could cruise right into the next match. Okay, then cut out everything I said, and we'll set up 
exactly for that, right? Okay, so yeah, hit me, totally, hit, totally hit me, hit me with the thing. thing. All right. Hit me with the intro. All right, Ryan. Uh, next up, we're cruising right into the next match. Um. Yeah. Uh. Why are we doing that? Because we have Apollo Cruz versus the Demon. What? <laughs> <laughs> we need to start. We need to like stop paying so much money for improv classes. <laughs> Clearly, they're not working. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, next up, Apollo Cruz. He's in the ring. He's he's prepping up. I'm Who so comes out? The demon. The, I'm so sorry for the audio nightmare we constantly cause you. Yes. Uh, the demon, Finn Balor, of course, after taking a dip in the lake of reincarnation, has returned as the demon, uh, and that is, like, permanent, to the best of our knowledge. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's not good or really good for him. I'm not sure. Kind of maybe teetering in the bad boy territory uh, with the demon. I guess we'll explore as we find out. But we know the demon's going to pretty much get a squash victory. Right. No, Joey Janela's on AEW. I wasn't setting up a new transition, Mikey. You you said the bad boy, Ryan. Uh, he's going to be – He's he, you know the demon. He's red, he's big, and he's a machine. <laughs> da, 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 da. Um. Anyway, the demon gets a squash victory over Apollo Cruz. Um, is there any sort of we never talked about any fashion of this? Is it like you know? It's, I imagine it's real quick. But uh, does anything happen? Does anything happen after the match or anything? I don't know. Maybe it looks like he's gonna keep beating up Apollo Cruz, but then doesn't. You know? Oh, why do you say that? I don't know. I think <sighs> the demon feels like to. I don't know. Should 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 there be a post match beatdown? Let's say no. Let's just let's okay. keep it discerning. To keep, I think the biggest struggle of the demon right now is we got into the storyline point of the demon, and it sounds cool, but then also like the fiend exists in the universe, so like mm-hmm. the fiend doesn't have any matches, and I imagine if he did, he would certainly do a post match beatdown. Did he do one on Finn Balor? No, he just like no. He left. didn't because the thing about Finn. Uh, the thing about the fiend is that when did he's the fiend, Bray Wyatt is still in there. True. There's a there's a different there's a slight difference. It's very slight, but it's a difference. Mm-hmm. But with, with this the demon draft can ruin the draft could ruin that match as well. Oh yeah, it can. Damn it! God, this draft. This draft is being a nuisance more more than I more and more I think about it. Um, okay, demon. He does the he he does the win. He does. He does the thing. He, he does the win. Mm-hmm. Let's keep going. Yeah, let's do it. Next up, we got the Pure coming out to brag about their victories at No Mercy. The Revival getting the win over AOP and Daniel Bryan getting the win over Roman Reigns. Of course, they say that no one can beat the Pure talent, the Pure wrestling knowledge, and the Pure teamwork of them. The Usos come out and interrupt and say that they have been working together since day one and their teamwork and hard work can't be outdone. The Revival stop them and say that if the Usos want a shot at the titles, they're going to have to get in the back of the line. The Usos respond by saying, this isn't about the gold. Right now, it's about how you messed with the family. Then Roman Reigns, music hits. And the three storm the ring and send the pure running, and Roman and the Usos stand tall. Honestly, a solid ass segment. Like it's it feels like a classic WWE segment, but like a, a good one. Like it just feels like that everything about that feels right. Mm-hmm. And what we talked about before is that like that makes me excited for the twentieth anniversary because then we could get the Rock in there. And we could get who would be on the pure side? Uh, Kurt Angle? No. Who? We, well, who have we got announced so far? Kurt Angle, Lita, Mick Foley, Booker T, uh, Trish Stratus, Goldberg, The King, Mark Henry, Ric Flair, Sting. Rick, That's Rick tough. Flair? No. I don't know, man. No one. No one so far. It's gonna be, have to be like I don't know. 
going to say Ken Shamrock, but he's over at Impact. <laughs> uh, I, don't I don't know. know. It's tough. There's not really that many. Santino Morella, but not like the Cobra Santino, rather the Bloodsport 2 Santino. Gotcha. That's a reference Mikey will soon get next year. Mikey's Indy 500. I'll get there. I'll get there. Um, okay. No, I, I, no, honestly, Mikey, this is a great segment. I, 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 I would have zero tweaks for you because I think it's perfect. Thank you. <laughs> All right. I uh, guess we're moving on then to the main event. We got Pete Dunn versus Drew McIntyre for a number one contenders match for the WWE Championship. Holy boy. What a match. What a match that we have to decide. Pete Dunn, McIntyre, number one contenders match. Of course, for the title at the 20th anniversary. Mikey, thoughts? Damn. Uh, this is a tough one. Do we want Pete Dunn to win? Over Drew McIntyre, or do we want Drew McIntyre looking good and get get this title shot again? Personally, I feel like it's got to be McIntyre, right? Uh it feels like it. It de- like it. Hmm. It just it just feels like it's got to be McIntyre. Yeah, I hate to do this to Dunn, but it's just it. Because I, I also I don't want to do that to Dunn, but it's also like we have the twentieth anniversary match. You know, McIntyre maybe makes sense as a bigger star. Mm-hmm. You know, he is one of our biggest stars on. He is, he is the biggest star on our brand. Yeah. So maybe we go with him. That that that's my only logic is not like storyline wise, but just like hyping a match f- for the future. I don't know. Storyline wise, it feels like I would. <sighs> I don't know. I think I like Drew. I think I like Drew McIntyre winning this. Like you said, it just kind of felt right, and it was both of our first thoughts in this. Like when we were like, "Who do you think is going to win?" Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think we should go against our guts like that. Uh, maybe Pete, Pete Dunn can definitely come back from this if we don't lose him in the draft. Um, he's definitely not going to be like completely out of it. So I think I think Drew McIntyre winning is good. There's also. The potential of maybe having figuring out a, a convoluted way to get both of them in the title match, mm-hmm. and then you know we could always add a fourth person. Yeah, that's true. Down the line as well. A tease, 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 tease. Wink. Tease. Um, is that an option? Is, is that a, a scenario? Is that any better? Um, it could be interesting. Because it feels like it's either Drew McIntyre or a way to get both of them to maybe like a double countout. Double countout could be definitely interesting because then we can do the triple threat. But you could also say that they both lost. You can get a fourth person in there quite easily. I don't know. I don't think we need to make it too convoluted with the fourth person. Okay. That's also fair. I think I think just... I think we could do a double counter or like a or like a, a a wonky finish or something, you know. Because we can't do the tr- double shoulders. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could do DQ, but that gets an actual like uh, double counter. It feels like the only only way. Yeah. So want to do double count? Sure, we could do that. Okay. Uh, uh, draw. By double count out. Draw by double count out. Neither man can answer the count of 10. Pete Dunn, Drew McIntyre, which, you know, I guess we'll see what happens next week. You know, after that, we're like, oh, then who's going to challenge for the title or whatever? Yeah, that makes sense. Well, then perfect. Perfect. The episode is done. Another episode is in the books. And we hit those so hard, Mikey. But before we go, I don't want to forget it ever because it ruined me last time. For the randomizer. This, this thing is the randomizer, of course. We cannot forget it again. Last oh. time we forgot it, everything went wrong. Yes. Um, the randomizer is here. Uh, the randomizer is a way to make it realistic as possible uh, because, you know, of course, if you're doing a fancy booking podcast, you can do whatever you want, but you can't 
account for injuries or or random things like Vince McMahon ripping up the pages of the script 10 minutes before you start, you know, or, or whatever. What time go, people's matches going over, you know, that sort of thing. Going short, whatever it is. Uh, you can't adjust for this thing. So we make it realistic. We do have this randomizer. Mikey, do you know who's – I really should write these down. I want to say it's your turn. Uh, Yeah, that sounds right. Okay, then go for it, my man. Yeah, let's do this. Let's hit that randomizer. It's working. Here we go. I can't look. Okay. Uh. Oh, that's kind of a bummer. Not like terrible, but like sucks. So we got card subject to change, replace an entire match. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, that's a bummer. That's a big old bum. Okay. Um, my vote would be Ali Andrade. I was gonna say the same thing. I, it's either that or Cruz. Or the 24-7 title crap. Just cut that. I mean, that's not really a match. Yeah, but it is taking up a match slot. I guess. And it is taking up a shit ton of time because it's three different matches. So maybe we have advertised Heath Slater's call-out, but then we don't get it. And we have to replace it with another match. Yeah. Okay. So what do we replace that with? Uh, Good thing, because I didn't write any of it down what we talked about. I was just going to write it down later. So now I don't have to think about it anywhere, ever again. Sorry, Billy Kay, you're not the 24-7 champion. That's gone. Damn. Uh, oh, man. What do we got? What do we got? Who's available? Ricochet's available. Braun Strowman's available. Good. It hasn't been used in a while. Uh, Heath Slater's now available. Uh, Harper is newly available. Uh, Rusev. Uh, Eric Young. Cesaro. Um, of Here's course, a pitch. A, a tag match. Here's a pitch. Harper versus Rusev. Harper versus Rusev in a return to form Harper match. Yeah. What about Harper Ricochet? No, we want we want Harper to get a win, don't you? Yeah, probably. Then what about Harper Cesaro? That's a big win for Harper. Yeah. I want I want him to feel I want Harper to feel powerful. I want him to feel important. And Rusev does not scream an important win over here. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's my argument for Cesaro. Hmm. Those are my three picks. Rusev, Cesaro, Ricochet. Thoughts? So, okay, so Harper or against one of those guys. I would say maybe something with Braun, but honestly, with this draft coming up, I really don't want to use anything with him. Yeah. I really don't like the thing is I don't want to use anyone that is, uh, let's say like that's going to cause us to make a new storyline. Gotcha. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, it could be the English and Elias match. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and you know, get that out of the way. Yeah. You know what? I kind of like that. I don't see why not. Yeah, we can do that. English and Elias Heavy Machinery. Yeah. Why not? Let's do that. I'm just going to swap some stuff around uh, to make sure we're all good. But uh, cool. So we're going to do Heavy Machines versus English and Elias. Mikey, you're the tag team guy. Thoughts on the winner? Uh, uh, Machinery. What a gut answer. Why why machinery, Mikey? What's your thought process there? Because I feel like they I don't want them to keep losing feuds they get into. Fair. <laughs> Honestly, fair. I feel like the last feud they were in, they lost that one, and I don't want to keep burying them too much. Mm-hmm. They, they also need to, a redemption. Like thing. I yeah, yeah, they need that redemption. Um I know it's kind of uh 50/50 booking I hit here, but I don't know. Sometimes that just feels right. I agree with that. I agree with that. Heavy Machinery get the victory then over English yep. Elias. Who pins whom, by the way? Uh, Otis pins English. No, Tucker pins English. Perfect. Tucker has pinned English. I like it. Heavy Machinery gets the victory. And that is yeah. the end of this episode of Hit the Books. Mikey, final thoughts 
about this episode and everything moving forward. I think it's a good episode. I think we came we, we the return home show was a success. Uh and I think we did we did some good stuff. I am still terrified about the draft. Me also. The more I think about it, the more I get terrified of it because it's just like I it, cuz it's we're in a weird stasis, you know? Yeah, we're in like yeah, like we're in this weird like up in the air moment where it's like we don't really want to start anything. Don't right now, use anybody use anybody new because we're afraid of the, the we start trying to build them. They're just gonna get traded. Like it's weird. But we also don't want to end anything, right? Because we don't we won't want to like because we got TLC around the corner. Yeah, so it's like tough. Yeah, we're in this weird spot for sure. It's definitely a tough one, and I guess we'll figure it all out as we uh, learn about the draft and. Uh, figure out what the heck we're doing so yes until next time you can stay subscribed to the podcast feed of your choice and of course by subscribing you can get all those episodes immediately downloaded to your phone or ipad or laptop or potato or uh, or whatever you may have yeah whatever device you may have stay subscribed uh if you like what you heard please leave a review reviews definitely help us out uh and we only accept five or more stars on our reviews so uh, if you leave a review on iTunes or whatever, then uh, please, we'd appreciate a five-star review. It greatly helps our show. Uh, yeah. You can also we'd follow love to us. hear you guys' thoughts. Yes, you can also follow us on Twitter at HitTheBooksPod. There we have Excitometer and Booking Meters every Monday and Wednesday that you can vote in. Then, of course, we'll probably put out a poll somewhere about how, like, uh, should we shift Should we shift to Friday releases? That's a good question, and we would love your input mm-hmm. on that. So please follow us yes. on Twitter. Uh, but there will be spoilers, so remember all of that. Careful. Careful. We also got a YouTube channel. We've got a bunch of stuff posted there that you can stay subscribed to as well. Um, we got shows on there like System Check, eventually probably Mikey's Indy 500, wherever all that stuff is yep. going. Um, uh we still all got to figure that out, but we got some time. Um, so you can subscribe to Hit the Books podcast on YouTube to get all that content. Um, and anything else? I, I think that's all. That's all I got, Mikey. Yeah. Uh, please keep sending in those submissions for Mikey's Indy 500. Remember, any indie match uh, that's not WWE, New Japan, or AEW, uh, just start sending me matches with the hashtag uh, HTB500 on Twitter. Yes, yes, yes. Please do all of that today, tomorrow, and yesterday. Um, that's, that's my new closer. Thoughts? It, it, it's bold. It's, it's bold and not wrestling related. Uh, <laughs> for Mikey, I am Ryan Knightsey. We've got two words for you. Book it. Book it.